0: America, sweet America You know, God done shed his grace on thee he... Welcome back, fellow podcasters. It's Freedom Friday, and time for another episode of Jeff Fry, an American Conservative. I think before we go forward, now that the Socialist Democrats apparently have taken over our country, we have to first come to grips with uh, what is it that we're actually losing by having them in power to begin with. And I think perhaps a little historical knowledge on this might be beneficial as our starting point. And, and that's going to be why why did America create the Constitution that it did when it did, and why it's, so far, been serving our needs for over 200 years. I mean, much of our Constitution was modeled after the one that was in England at the time, but it was also modeled after others around the world. Some of them were religious in nature, but they all had guidelines. But there was no question, our founding fathers wanted a country that was built on governing by the people for the people. And I don't mean that as a hackneyed expression, because that's built into it as well. And a country that's ruled by the people would be referred to as a republic. And likewise, as a republic, you're going to have fair representation. And fair representation means that even a small city or a small state would have equal say against a a large state or a large population of people. And I want to keep in mind that back when the United States was first formed, you had a couple of states which probably had 80% of the total population, and the remaining states wanted to make sure that they had the proper say in what was being done with this developing new country. Now keep in mind that in England you had a, a king, a monarch, as well as the House of Commons, and theoretically the House of Commons were the legislative branch which would lobby the needs of the people and ultimately take them to the king for decision. But unfortunately, the House of Commons became a corrupt organization, self-serving to themselves, didn't really relay the needs of the people, and of course had no say as to what the king might decide on. So as the new United States was trying to form their new government, they wanted to make sure that the government never got so powerful that the people didn't actually have the say of what was going on by free elections and voting, and of course, they didn't want a king of any kind. That's why this uh, position of president was developed. It was also imperative during the developing stages that law and order be maintained, and that law would be applied to everyone equally. And it's because of this that our country has been able to be so successful through the years. Because it doesn't matter whether you're the large corporation giant or Joe Littleman. If your rights were being infringed upon unlawfully, you were fairly represented in a court of law. So there should be little doubt going through this little exercise that some of the things that are going on today, certainly over the last four years when Trump got in there, that we start seeing this erosion of the principles that were established to make our country great. And what we are clearly experiencing is a move towards a socialist country. And although socialism has been tried time and time again, In modern times, I mean, we're talking uh, since World War II forward, and in no cases, that's zero, has the socialist mechanism ever been successful. Now, on this pathway to socialism, our radical left would be better referred to as a progressive. Perhaps it sounds better than socialist. After all, that's a dirty word through the years. But as a progressive, I want everybody to understand that at the core, a progressive does not think that an individual person should have all the freedoms and liberty. Rather, the benefits of your lifestyle are better served as guided by the government. So it stands to reason that a progressive thinks that you should have more control within the government to give a better life for the citizens that it represents. And likewise, the progressives feel that if you put the right people together in your government, that they would lead us to, I don't know, Shangri-La, a perfect environment. Now under the original founder's definition of liberty, all men were born free and equal. And the progressive movement used the and equal part through the 60s and 70s to start protecting the minority groupings. Minorities could just be lifestyle, color, ethnic background. Earlier on, it was gender. And they used the court system, rightfully so originally, to guarantee that these groupings were treated equally. But like a lot of things in our society, things get taken advantage of. And what we were finding is that these minority groupings started dictating the way society was operating. Now, I'm not trying to advocate that the minority shouldn't have rights just like the majority. But I am saying that I don't know that we should be turning society at large on their ear either. I think sometimes we lose, our, we lose track of who has rights and who doesn't have rights. And just take the smoking issue from, who knows, 25 years ago. We all understand secondhand smoke, science has told us, is bad for people that don't smoke as well as people that do smoke. So we stopped allowing smoking in basically everywhere we go nowadays hell it's it's tough sometimes to be able to find a place outside to smoke and for those that don't it's a good thing right now they don't have to ingest all that secondhand smoke but what about the rights of say like the bar owners or what about the people that do smoke is it fair for them to have to go outside in the winter time so that they can smoke a cigarette. I, I mean, smoking is legal in our country. And what about a bar? What what is to say that a bar can't publicly announce uh, on a sign or something that says a "smoker bar," and then you, an informed, intelligent person, have the right either of you going in there or not going in there. But what about the employees? They say, "Well, come on, take a little responsibility for yourself, right?" I mean. If you're going to get a job in a bar that allows smoking, then ultimately you've agreed to those conditions. You have to have some skin in the game, and that's that's what we're losing issue here. The, The individual, it's going back to what we said earlier, the individual is losing the right to make those kinds of decisions. Instead, we have big brother government making these decisions for us. And now we go forward up to this last year with the COVID-19 thing and masks and distancing and and, uh, in-school learning and out-of-school learning and all sorts of stuff, shutdowns. Follow the science, they say. Well, you know what? We've been following that science for over a year now. And guess what? Science keeps changing. And every time it changes, we have to jump through a different hoop. So let's get back to things that we're losing by having this new administration in office. It appears right now we're having a backlash, and that backlash are penalties against anyone who were Trump supporters or or conservative in nature. And it doesn't matter whether you had a Trump sign or not on your property. We're seeing genuine efforts to have legislators and, and business people penalized or, or don't use them or or not being able to get on Twitter or Facebook purely because of their political views and now it's coming up because they're saying you are urban terrorists urban terrorists give me a break I don't think there's anybody that I know who saw what happened at the Capitol and wasn't disgusted by it and frankly those people that broke in there are being, rightfully so, charged with with crime. But I still can't help but think that the agitation part, perhaps the, the proximate cause, you would call it, wasn't a professional agitator. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a liberal professional agitator. It could have been an ultra-conservative agitator that started that. So what's so wrong about doing an investigation as to the beginnings of that? I know one thing. As a conservative, for the last four years, we no longer have confidence that investigations lead to anything towards the truth. Instead, we have the mainstream media form the narrative on what they think that everybody should believe in, and that is, the, is where we're heading, is the beliefs of how things get started the mere fact that we have no investigations going after the, the, the what appears to be blatant fraud in our election. Whether it changed the results or not, why isn't it being investigated? It's because Big Brother doesn't want us to look at it. Big Brother didn't want us to check out Hillary Clinton's emails or, or Jim Comey with, with the FISA abuses. And who cares that some Americans were spied upon Coincidentally, conservatives. It wasn't fitting the new narrative. And this new narrative has got to change. And the only people that can change it are us. Now, I'll be giving my opinions on maybe some of the things that we should be doing or can be doing in order to help change this narrative. But we want to make sure that we start off by continuing to ask the why questions why is this? Why wasn't that? Those kinds of things. If we stop asking those questions to our legislators, we'll never get anywhere. So that's where we're going to begin our recovery, the wise. I want to thank you for listening today, and I would hope that you'll continue to log in for me. I am Jeff Fry, an American conservative, I'll be back next week with more to talk about. In the meantime, keep us, U.S., the United States, in mind. Thank you.